You are listening to Patricia Anduli on the Station of the Year. It is, uh, what, uh, 19 minutes before the top of the hour, 11 o'clock here on The Talking Point. My name, Patricia Nongulego Mandula, enjoying every conversation. Um, love hearing from you as uh, the listeners, the A-teamers, as I call you. Uh, continue sending messages around all the topics that we've had and are still going to have 41391. That is our SMS number. Uh, SMS are charged at 150 or you can call in on 086-000-2032 if you'd like to send the WhatsApp, it's on 0614 We talk mental health and finding counseling services that are affordable and that are online. Our guest right now is psychologist and co-founder of Panda, a dear friend to SAFM because I've had a joy of interviewing him many times around this, Alan Sweden, who is um, yeah, co-founder of Panda. Alan, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. Hey, Patricia, it's so nice to speak to you at a reasonable hour. <laughs> I'm telling you, mental and health... And lovely to be on your show again. Mental health has no hour because, you, you know, when, when we are feeling crippled and overwhelmed and mentally <clears throat> fogged and um, burdened, we just don't know where to go, Alan. And with the cost of medical um, care, health care, mental health care, with the stigma around it, we are usually stuck as South Africans. So tell us more about Panda and what inspired you and your team to start it. Oh, thanks. That's, that's really a lovely opening question. So Panda is an app. It's free to use. It's free to download. It's data light. So we try to make it as accessible as possible for everyone to use it. Um, and what we did was, um, so I, I came from the experience of working in the mental health industry. Um, I ran a group of hospitals where we treated about 22,000 inpatients a year. And I teamed up with um, a, a really wonderful man, Alon Litz, who had started Uber in South Africa. And with his logistical skills and technical skills and my understanding of the mental health industry, we tried to tackle this huge issue which is that um, the industry is just such a hard one to navigate and it can be so expensive if you don't enter it at the right space. So what we've done is we've developed this app, which has um, a way where you can assess yourself and understand what kind of level of care do I need before I enter the system. And then once you have that, there are lots of layers within the app where you can get free resources you can download content in your own time and watch the content you can read up stuff that you might be interested in all around mental health and then we have really this thing that differentiates us which is this community aspect called the forest which runs for 14 hours a day i think the last time you and i spoke it was 12 hours it's now 14 hours a day and we have sessions that run um all day every day that are free that are anonymous that are audio only no one's going to know who you are um, and you can join in. And these are talks about parenting, about depression, about anxiety, about mindfulness, about workplace stress, about financial stress, about all kinds of things. Um, and from there, you can start your mental health journey. Now, this is also just the click of a button, um, taking away the stigma for the average person. Let's talk about the fact that mental health issues are so stigmatized, so, so stigmatized that a person would rather, you know, end up harming themselves than going to seek for help. 
I, th- I think the stigma starts internally more than even externally. I think the thing is that um, we believe that we should be able to cope with mental health stuff. Um, we should be more resilient. We should be stronger. And so I think there's an internal level of shame that we feel when we feel like we're not coping. Um, and I think that might often be the strongest stigma to break. Um, because I think that maybe you or some of the listeners out there will realize that once you do speak about it to friends and family, more often than not, you'll find people that are supportive. Not everyone will be, and some people might say, you know, the wrong things, but most people will be very kind of open to the idea that you're being vulnerable and that you're discussing your problems. So I think it's the internal stigma that really needs to be addressed almost more than anything. And it's about forgiving ourselves for not being able to cope with stuff that we feel like we should be able to cope with. Um, yeah, that's that's the way that I think about stigma. Alan, since you've been in the in, in psychology and mental health um, field for such a long time, how are how how are we as adults as guardians supporting young people who have anxiety and mental health conditions? Are we doing it correctly, or are we still believing that you know children should be seen and not heard, uh, spare the rod and spoil the child? Is this what we are still doing as guardians and adults to our young people? I hope not. I mean, I, th- I think that we're doing better. Um, I think in some areas we may even have overcorrected, and we may be talking to kids about issues that they may not be ready to really manage yet. And you know, I'm not anti talking about things like, um, you know, gender identity or identity or anything like that. But I think that those conversations should really be children-driven mm-hmm. when children are, are ready to talk about it rather than, you know, their beliefs or their wokeness or whatever it is on children when they might not be ready to manage those kinds of conversations. But I think that we are living in a, a more conscientized society. I think that we do generally um, take children much more seriously we take the fact that they have internal lives much more seriously, that they have feelings. Um, you know, it used to be that we that people believe that, you know, the children under the age of three um, don't really kind of feel or remember anything. Um, and now what we're learning, and this is also through a, a charity that I, I work with called Ubobele um, in Joburg, what we're learning is that the first thousand days of a, of a child's life are probably the most important um, in terms of learning how to uh, attach to good objects, to reliable objects, to, to, to parents that are there when you need them. So I think that we are becoming much more conscientized as a society. Um, but again, I think that this is a process that we just need to continue to do better on every single day. And how do we support ourselves then if we are finding that uh, we are also under strain, but our children are also under mental strain? Um, what are the steps that we should be following? I think, you know, th- th- that question is something that I, I really feel like, you know, it takes up so much of, of all of our time. And you know, if I can, you know, kind of like speak more as a as just a, a person in society with mm-hmm. children and my own pressures, etc. I think that uh, probably the two things that we can change quite quickly are to not live our lives on social media um, or to spend much less of our time on social media, especially... Um, this the kind of media that sends out images of what would be kind of aspirations of kind of a perfect life with perfect holidays and perfect children and perfect bodies and perfect skin, um, etc. And just to kind of realize that actually everyone's going through their own stuff. 
um, and that social media is not real. It's it's a fun pastime, and if you can see it like that, then great. But if you're starting to compare yourself to people and their lives on social media, then just take a pause from that. And the second thing I think is, you know, just and this is you know kind of a bit more generic but it's about sort of like understanding what it is that i really need not is it that what i really want but you know what is it that i really need to break even every month financially you know how, how do i bring up good enough children how do i be a good enough parent a good enough lover a good enough partner a good enough worker a good enough boss you know and realize that i guess we're just not perfect and that we just all of us are making it up as we go along in this really mm. crazy world at the moment. Mm, mm. And you know, I, I, that, that line, all of us are not perfect. We make it up as we go along. It's one line I use with my own children. I say to them, mom is not perfect. So call me out when I do something that is imperfect, but also understand I'm only human. There's no manual to this life thing and I'm learning every day. So I have those conversations with my own children, with my with my uh, uh, partner, my husband. I have it even with the team that I get to work with. I say to them, guys, today is porridge yeah. brain. I'm not okay. Check on me. And, and for me, that vulnerability helps me to know that I have opened up to other people to support me, to also check on me, because people tend to think that when you are always smiling and upbeat, you are always okay. And that's not always the case, is it, Ellen? Oh, I think, you know, it's so not. Um, I, I mean, I think it's important for us to have a game face and to be able to go into situations and sort of not show everybody everything all the time. But like what, you, what you're talking about there, I think, is the power of vulnerability, really, um, is the fact that when you can sit down with someone and you can talk to them and you can meet them kind of heart to heart in a way and tell them what's really going on in your life, there's such incredible power in that where you kind of, you know, where you kind of dig a little bit deeper than the superficialities of life and you say to somebody, you know, this is like the kind of stuff I'm struggling with. That gives somebody some such that other person something to really attach themselves to to attach you to attach themselves to you to resonate with and to feel like you know here's a little community that we're developing as opposed to you know we're smiling along and pretending that we're you know kind of all just great when the truth is we all have our struggles mm, we definitely do I'd like us to look at the workplace um, yeah the workplace is a very very uh stressful place if the environment is toxic or the people you work with are toxic or you don't like what you do we spend most of our time at work whether you're working from home or you're going to the office literally but we spend most of our time thinking about work doing work engaging in work and 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 it can be to our own detriment how do we internally how do I, as Patricia, when I'm faced with a toxic person from work or a toxic situation or an uncomfortable environment, how do I, as an individual, start working around that for myself so that I am not incapacitated in the workplace? I think, you know, the, the, there is the, workplaces can be so toxic and i think that's sort of some of the issues that come up in a toxic workplace where is where there's you know a, lo a lot of gossip people talk about each other behind each other's backs um and there's rumors that go around that sort of you know that that are kind of often quite destructive to one or two people um that's where there's just poor communication there's kind of subtle and not so subtle bullying um and, and then i think you know 
the question I guess that we can ask ourselves is, you know, are, are we contributing to the chaos um, and, this, and to this toxicity either by being silent or by sometimes actively engaging in it because it sort of is kind of seductive in a way? Or are we able to draw our boundaries and say, actually, the last time that I got involved in that conversation with that person who loves to gossip, when I walked away from that conversation, I actually, I didn't feel so good. You know what I mean? Like I, felt, I actually felt like what happens to me is that I almost feel like I, I need to go somewhere and sort of take my shirt off because I can't breathe when I've had a toxic conversation. Or I feel like I need to go home and shower. Um, I, I actually have that sort of physical reaction to being surrounded by toxicity and, you know, as seductive as it is, because there is a seductiveness to kind of feeling like you're inside of something that's kind of secretive and, you know, powerful when you're gossiping about someone else or you're kind of, you know, you're holding out on some information. But if we can like kind of realize sometimes like how that actually, if we check in with ourselves and say, how did that conversation actually make me feel when, I, when, I, when it was finished? Probably we, we we didn't feel we didn't feel better than when we went into it, and it's about remembering that feeling that actually I don't feel good, and the next time that you know somebody comes by your desk and it's that same person and they're wanting to go outside to have a chat, you know it's about just kind of smiling and saying you know like so busy at the moment, but um, you know have a great day um, or something like that I think, but just don't, don't contribute to the chaos I guess is my parting shot with that conversation don't be the toxicness that you are experiencing so be the change that you yeah. want to see uh the panda app i think so yeah, yeah. yeah the panda app please remind us how do we get a hold of it and uh, uh, is it open for everyone it is you go to the app stores um and it's on ios it's on uh of Android and it's on the Huawei app stores and you just look for join panda two words um, and you will find a little panda I'm a bit colored line but I think it's purple and um, it's very smiley and you sign up it's anonymous you just got to give us an email address so we can verify that you're a real person and not a bot um, you'll get a verification code and you sign up you sign up as sunflower or as if you you know whatever whatever name you want to sign up with you put any kind of photo there or you you can choose one of the photo selections to represent you and you're in go straight to the forest and you contribute and you be positive and if you can or you tell people how you're feeling and you're vulnerable and hopefully you'll find your communities there and it's free and it's accessible and it's just always there and the highlighted one it is free so get to panda uh, on the app store thank you so very much alan it's always a great pleasure engaging with you patricia thanks so much man i always love chatting to you and nice to hear you in the morning and yeah we'll speak soon most definitely